what's up, everyone? Uh, what's up? It is Gian Thomas from Raw Take, the lifeline to your unfiltered media experience. And today we got a special show. We got a uh, debate slash conversation with Trey. And we're going to be talking about defunding the police. Trey, you want to uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get started? Yes, my name is Trey. Uh, I like video games and pretty nerdy. So just random stuff here and there. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like I just watch whatever YouTube feeds me in my feed and try to form an opinion that way. And uh, also on the show, we got our co-host and producer D. Williams. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a great show today. And uh, like like we said, we're gonna be talking about defund the police. What does defund the police mean? And we're gonna try and make some ground because I feel like with most arguments over defund the police, they kind of get all over the place. People don't know what defund the police means. And so we're just gonna break that down today. Um, I guess I'll kind of start with. Uh, I wrote a little something, so I guess I'll get started with that. Okay. Real name is pulled up. So, um, so look. All right. The framing around police reform and defunding the police has been mis has been misconstrued with abolishing the police. With over fifty eight percent of the country. Country citizens agreeing that there's a major problem with policing in this country. Something has to change. Defund the police in terms of policy means reallocating resources to uh, the community, addressing issues like schooling, hospitals, housing, mental health support, and domestic violence interventions. Demilitarization of the police. Uh, more people policing, uh, more people from the area policing themselves. Harder sentences for cops to stop broken uh, windows policing and for more situational training for police and for police to lose their pensions. And so that's kind of my outlook on, on defund the police and what it really means. Uh, I know a lot of people will hear defund the police. And like I said, they think that it means to abolish the police. And I think when when me and Trey, when we, because under a video, we kind of had a uh, disagreement and that's what ultimately brought us to this place and so you know I think you Trey you had said that when we were arguing you said uh you said I, you thought when I said defund the police you thought I meant abolish the police right yeah like in the long term just slowly abolishing the police by slowly yeah. reducing like their funding or whatever um because like some things like pension wise because uh, I'm, I'm not I don't know how police divvy out their payments like with pension yeah. and all that stuff but i feel like if you slowly reduce their budget slowly and slowly and slowly it's like eventually it's to uh, the end goal is to get rid of them um yeah. to fire them i suppose is the end goal for for that uh, but um yeah that's it that's it yeah um so you know like i said you know i don't th i think the conversation with defund the police has just gotten all over the place and I think sometimes we get too caught up on the naming of it and not what the actually uh, policy substance is. And I don't, I, for most people, which I have heard some people say they want to abolish the police, but I think for most politically active people and people that's in this area and that's fighting for defund the police, I don't think they want to totally abolish the police. I, I, I've heard very few people say they want to abolish the police. But when people do say they want to abolish the police, they're saying they want to abolish the police because of the racist history behind policing. Uh, I don't know. If, I, I know a lot of people don't know, but policing started with 
all the way back in the in the in the eight in the eighteen hundreds with um with people it was it started as slave patrols and from slave patrols it, it went from uh people enforcing Jim Crow laws and and it's just it's continually gotten worse and and sometimes I mean the system will will placate and, and make it and try and pretty it up but ultimately I mean. It's, it's, it's just our policing system is run amok. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the recent video with Ronald Green and how the cops totally, uh, they covered up they covered up his murder. They first they said he hit a tree. Then they said that he was uh, like combative when he got out the car. And then, you know, so you have, they had two different narratives and then there was the truth, which this man was intoxicated. You know, he was, and they and they literally, they literally beat him to death. And so that's, I don't know, man. I, I just think mm -hmm. when people say defund the police, that's what they really mean. They, they want to demilitarize the police. They want people to, they want people from the community to police themselves. And so with, 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 even with that aspect, you know, you're getting people who are familiar with the community to police the community. Because <laughs> most of the times with, with policing nowadays, you have people from outside the community coming into the community to now police them. And sometimes that can be seen as an occup occupying force because if that person has no connectability to the, to, the, um, to the community, then how can he best serve that community? If you're, if it, it's, you're almost foreign to that land. So you may not know Jojo on, on, on the street, but you know, you know, uh, people in that neighborhood do know JoJo on the street, and they know how to deal with JoJo on the street. Someone coming from outside the neighborhood may not know how to deal with it. So that's just, just you know, that's just a little bit on, on how I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, I do agree on the local citizens being part of the police force. I don't know the actual like percentage graph of like cities and towns um, of the police force that makes up of the local people in that city and town versus outsourcing the, the think, people. I have no I idea. I, I would assume it's a, more, like more local looked, people. Yeah. I, I looked at a study and I think it said 70% of, of cops that police a, a neighborhood are not from that neighborhood. So mm -hmm. it, it's actually a large percentage. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I would... I mean, I would believe it if I saw the stat, but I wouldn't think, I would assume that's for maybe possibly like the largest cities in America, maybe the largest, obviously small towns, there's no way, there's no way a small town, it's not going to be true, people on the sticks, but like larger cities, like, um, so in Texas, it'd be like Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, I could potentially believe that in New York City, I would believe that it wouldn't even cross my mind, I, I would assume they have to outsource police because the city is just so large in like New York, even though it's such a small area. Um, so it, I suppose it depends on location, but I would prefer the, um, more local citizens becoming police for their local town, like the local, like in Houston, you join the HPD, um, LA cops, you join the LAPD, if you're a, lo a local LAD, LA person. So that's, I would prefer that too, because it does look odd if your police force isn't like they have to outsource everybody, but it could be that nobody in your local town wants to be like be a police officer for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so that can, can contribute to that too. So then you have to outsource because you need somebody to police. Um, there's no, yeah. 
Uh, as of right now, I don't think there's any local people policing themselves and having a name because uh, I guess they would be labeled as like a militia group and they wouldn't be favorited towards anybody. <laughs> so it's almost impossible to to do that unless like you have like neighborhood watch. They're not a police force, but like neighborhood watch around yeah. neighborhoods. Uh, usually all the neighbors get around, they have meetings and they uh, everyone's aware of each other and knows what they look like and knows what vehicle they drive and who's parking where and yeah. anything suspicious you just send like a group text out to each other or something like that or like a facebook group um that wouldn't be i mean i guess that's a form of policing right yeah kind of I mean, that, like totally. you're not gonna you're not gonna arrest anybody but you'll you will then call the police if <laughs> at that point yeah so or, or, yeah it's um it's a very difficult situation um i know in if you like let's say two countries are at war i know um the one country that surrenders to like the other one so let's label them blue and red okay so red red wins the war against the blue country uh the blue country most likely will just allow the red country soldiers to then police like the blue like the blue country so if you because it's easier to have your citizens be policed and overruled by people who are not them if yeah. you're trying to control the blue country so in a way you can kind of make the argument for people who are afraid of the police you're like oh the police are not part of my town i'm afraid of them they're they're controlling me it's yeah. someone outside of my town I, I don't know these people they're from they could pr pretty much be from another country it doesn't matter like if they're from another state it's they're foreign to you so i can see that being scary so that's why in my opinion the police should be usually the majority is the local citizens policing themselves um, because it's easier too. at the end of the yeah. day, it's easier to find the local people. And then, like you mentioned, uh, local familiar faces, um, you're aware of who needs more help than others when talking to them and stuff like that, because uh, it can get out of hand. And then if, ugh, yeah, it's just a lot of scenarios, weapons involved or, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think I think people and I think when you start when you start to have these conversations about what defund the police and and you get into the meat and potatoes of what it really means, I think a lot of people can can honestly agree with that. I mean, just just looking at some of the statistics, like I mean, just the fact that that black people are three times more likely to be killed by a cop than a white person. I mean, to me, that's that just shows that's a complete failure. I mean, black people, black people and white people use drugs at the same rate, but black people are four times more likely to be to be arrested for the same. So my whole thing is we have to address the police and then also address the the, the justice system because to me, both of those those two things play play um those are two key factors that that definitely need to be uh uh, revolutionized, uh, changed. I mean, I, I think I think what people like I, I think I said this earlier, but we're getting too caught up on the, the on the name of defund the police and what actually defund the police means. I think um, I think that um, that we need to start calling it what it really is. So that's where the confusion sets in because defund means to take away, take money away, and that's not actually what we're trying to say. So, um, and that's why people get it confused because defund the police can't really have a different meaning. However, when we say it, we know what we're talking about. We're, we're actually talking about not actually taking money away from the police, but redirecting the money to where it needs to go 
so they can be pro better trained or, or, or whatever. There, there is in the sense where money does need to be deducted from like one area and given to another, like, you know, police having military grade weapons and all this stuff like that, that um, contributes nothing to serving the people. Uh, yeah. They need to be trained on, you know, how to deal with this kind of situation. Uh, someone that's, you know, someone's mentally unstable, you know, the cops are not actually trained to shoot first. People, people say, oh, they're trained to shoot first, but they're not trained to shoot first. They're actually trained to be able to handle different, uh, handle situations a lot different. Shooting someone is really supposed to be their last resort. However, um, I think the training maybe has fallen short and, and they, you know, and I think it, when it all boils down to it, it's on the individual kind of basis on how they how they really handle things, regardless of how they are trained. You know, when you when you go out, it's like someone who gets a job and you train that person, you train them how to do the job, everything they need to know about how to do it. Well, when you when you're done training them, how they actually perform doing the job is totally it could be totally different than how you train them to do it. Uh, so and so I said that to say the police may know how to de-escalate certain situations but that unfortunately is not the route that they take firsthand you know and so with that being said if the money is redirected and that maybe they need more extensive training and maybe they need maybe that could be like a, other programs implemented to uh ensure that the, these these cops do the job as they are trained to do it and not do it the way they they want to do it uh, because that's the problem right now. The cops are going out, guns are blazing, and every situation doesn't call for that. Uh, so we 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 put that money where it needs to go, and uh, maybe you know I don't I don't have a program in mind or whatever, but I'm sure there could be a program uh, implemented in where uh, that money could be put into to make sure mm -hmm. that these cops are doing doing their job correctly. It's like optimizing the budget. Like essentially, yeah. like make sure money is going to training, uh, to equipment and stuff like that. Um, and then part of optimizing it does mean reducing some income towards, uh, I suppose, I'll use your words, uh, military grade weapons, even though I just, I kind of lump them into just weapons in general, because it's military, to my understanding, military grade anything just means the cheapest contractor willing to do the work for the government. And so the government wants to spend the least amount of money because they're optimizing their budget too. So they go for the cheapest, <laughs> the cheapest they can do at the quality kind of, they kind of pick and choose. But anyway, yeah. um, so it's, but it's difficult to, to use lump words like just defunding the whole police because if you want more training, you would have to spend more money. To, you had to give them more money to spend towards training because apparently their budget already requires, let's say, uh, Houston PT requires a million dollars every year. Uh, and all of that is being spent. There's no bank account savings for them. Just assuming. It, it could be possible yeah. that someone at HPPD is stealing money from the thing. So like a $200,000 is going to um, police repair, like police car repair, but it's like, anyway, assuming that everything's being spent correctly uh, and you, you try to take away something from one department side, I guess, repairs and move it towards training. Now your equipment isn't being repaired as well as it should be. Now they're not having as nice equipment. So it's difficult to say defund because especially if it's a large police, because they need all of it and the city grows every day with more citizens and the police yeah. in turn has to accommodate by either getting more police or more equipment 
or more training for those police or outsource police, unfortunately, and get because they need more. So I, I don't see defunding ever being an option, but optimizing it is a better yeah. word for it. But yeah. defunding optimizing sounds nicer. And reallocating. That's, I, and you know, you know, and I've had tons of conversations with people, but this is how I kind of view the whole messaging. Um, when Medicare for All first came out, the, the polling on Medicare for All was abysmal. I think it, it, it polled at like 30, 30%. And now it, it's, it's well over the 60s. And I think in a Democratic Party, it has a favorability of 90%. But how did, how did it get to that? It, it got through that through messaging. So I feel like you can call it whatever. We could call it revolutionizing the police, reallocating funds of the police, it doesn't matter. It's it's about what's in the meat and potatoes of the policy. What is the policy proposal? What it's gonna do? How's it gonna affect uh, people's lives? How's it gonna change policing? I think that's what I think that's what we need to focus on. I, I think we get too caught up on a name. And, and then, you know, sometimes names can be catchy. When you say defund the police, that catches people's eyes. People are like, wait, what? Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, it caught what? my attention uh, on that one. So def- <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't know. I think that, that that we're really picking at straws. So one thing I want to ask you, Trey, is let's talk about the Makala Bryant uh, incident. And mm-hmm. so how 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 did you feel about that? How how do you feel like that situation should have been or could have been handled? So like the situation, I had to wait like a day or two for the police footage to come out. All I saw on Twitter was. Twitter, the company telling me what to think by promoting tweets from like local politicians yeah. or like local news media people, which was pretty much just an emotional reaction that uh, unfortunately another black person was shot by the, and killed by the police. And that was all the information that was available for like 24 hours. And then the following days, the police came footage came out. And um, I, I think the police were justified in that shooting. And I think if it does go to court or maybe it was decided already, I'm not too sure. I haven't looked into it since, but I think it's going to be labeled as a justified shooting. I think the officer saved the um, the girl in the pink, her jumpsuit. I think he saved her life. And then also like the, there was a large white woman, I believe, who fell to the ground and it looked like Michaela Bryant was going to stab her. She the, the large white woman got kicked in the face by like Michaela Bryant's dad. Um, so I think yeah, technically he saved like two people. So, but the dad kicked that girl in the face. I don't know. Um, I don't know what else has been done about that or charges have been pressed, but I think it was justified. Uh, I, I would say he was justified in shooting her, but continuing to shoot her. Yeah. Four, four that, times. That was uncalled for. Yeah. I think so that was uncalled for. That was overkill. I mean, uh, uh-huh. when you shoot someone, uh, you know, the chances are the bullet's going to take them down. Or at least slow him down. Mm-hmm. So at that point where he he knew that he had already stopped it, why continue? Why deliberately make sure that she's dead? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand he was saving a life, but uh, sometimes you don't have to take a life to save one if you yeah. can de-escalate it another way. Mm-hmm. And I, so I don't say that uh, you know he shouldn't have used his gun or whatever because that's probably the quicker way to make sure that it stops her. But she was stopped. Mm-hmm. Why continue to shoot her? That, that's the part that got me. I've seen like several body cam footages of police or even uh, other footage of random people like being shot at. And a lot of footage, uh, like how do I say this? Uh, okay, so sometimes one shot isn't enough. Like to put it in simple terms, like one but shot is But it was for enough. her because she it, went down after the first shot. Yes, it was for her, but you don't know. And 
you don't know if one shot's enough at like because like how much time passed like two seconds let's like assume two seconds pass between the first shot and like the last shot and she's on the ground and there's like no more shooting you don't when you're full of adrenaline and you're actually shooting your reaction like two seconds one second reaction you have to see the first shot land see how she reacts and then shoot again um it's that that's the optimal thing to do right but it's such a small amount of time for shooting seeing the reaction of the person getting shot how are they reacting and then at that point shooting again because with two seconds she could potentially she could potentially get shot doesn't put her down and she finishes the swing in in the two second point so uh, i think that's why police do shoot multiple times is because they don't unfortunately like you and you have adrenaline you you can't really control and react fast enough like two seconds one second half a second isn't enough to react to my shot landed it's good they're dead um and like in gun training and stuff they don't they use terminology they they use weird terms so they say shoot for center mass you're not shooting to kill when you aim for center mass but like the center mass is your heart like it's a vital organ I, yeah. I don't see how you're not shooting to kill if you so it's very weird yeah, training is different for everybody but um it i feel like just humans were not fast enough to react in these high tense situations especially when someone's life's on the line um if we maybe had like a stun gun of course obviously like a stun but not not a taser but like something in star wars or like in star trek where they shoots like a blue little circle and it stuns you of course we would prefer that technology we would always use that technology from any situation yeah. but we don't so uh, but that technology seems like it's 100 percent effective with guns I've seen statistics for like, especially smaller rounds. So like pistols, primarily pistols, like 22 caliber, smaller rounds. I think like 80% of people survive shootings with smaller rounds too. So that guy was used, the officer was using a handgun. Um, Technically looking at the situation when he shoots that gun, there's an 80% chance Michaela Bryant's going to live, I suppose, if you look at that statistic. So um, that's why they shoot more than once. I think is like another thing to kind of factor it like because the this small round it's so not it is lethal depending where you shoot it um yeah. and it's like you could bleed out even got shot in the hand you could bleed out now it's a lethal shot so th- there's all this terminology but i think everyone is technically trained to shoot until like whatever you're shooting at stops moving technically that means most likely you've killed whatever you're shooting at so uh i think um I don't think we're as humans are able to determine like the perfect uh, because even if you shoot for one shot, you're aiming to kill. Like, I mean, you accomplish the same thing, just shooting one time. And sometimes you miss guns aren't hundred percent accurate. So, uh, and yeah, I'm just kind of repeating myself like, like at this point, but uh, I don't think you can, if you're pulling out a gun, like, I don't think there's any situation where you, it's very unlikely you're not going to just shoot one time only. I think most likely every time you pull out a gun, a gun's going to get shot more than once. So, if, so are you saying that so every time a cop pulls their gun, they're justified in killing? I mean, no, no, they're, no. They're supposed to shoot as many times to take until that person is dead? In the situations that they need to shoot more than once, then, then yes. Um, but there's some, like, there's some footages in, um, of situations of police where I didn't think they were justified in shooting uh, uh, there's a message. Hold on. Oh, okay. Never mind. The message went away for Zoom. Um, uh, oh. No, I, I would say no. Not every situation, because sometimes the cops are wrong. 
I, I can accept that. Sometimes the cops are wrong. Obviously, if they are justified in the shooting, then they were in the right. But some some situations, I don't think, even if like the courts determined it was a justified shooting, I could think that it, I, I don't think it would be. Um, there's some footage I saw of, I think, FBI agents or just maybe local police. They were trying to pull over this guy who had a warrant and the guy was slowly driving away, um, even though he's not supposed to evade the police. He's not supposed to evade, but... I understand in a situation, everybody's tense. The guy running away is driving away and the police there all are, are, are all armed and they're surrounding the car and the guy is driving away. I think the guy driving slow enough and the officers were able to avoid the car. I think they just shouldn't have shot him <laughs> in that situation. But um, I think it was labeled as a justified shooting in that one. I don't know the name. I just saw a clip, but yeah, that's a very I recent situation. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, with the my whole thing with the Makai Bryant situation was, and I I watched that video several times. Uh, when you break it down, there was a 10 second. It was 10 seconds from that from the cop arriving on the scene and the cop shooting and killing Makai Bryant. I think within that 10 seconds, he could have did more, and I think that that goes to police training, like. He, he he sat there, he kind of watched her do, like, kind of go into the movements and, and you know, like, throw that other girl on the ground. And, and like, I, I'm saying for him to just sit there and watch, he could have did something. He could have reacted. He, there was no sense of urgency of him doing anything. And then another thing is, I think when cops go to, when they respond to, like, domestic violence calls, um you know, like little family issues like that and a knife may be involved. I don't think a gun is necessarily, uh, we have, the cops have tons of other weapons. I mean, we have rubber bullets. We saw from last summer and we saw how rubber bullets can, can do a lot of damage. Why cops don't have rubber bullets within their arsenal when, when, tackling, when tackling these situations? I just think there's just so much more that the police can do instead of just shooting a kill. And you're right that that reaction time. I mean, it's it's like the same thing with the with the 13 year old who got shot. He threw the gun. He turned around and he was dead because it, it, it's just your mind doesn't have that. We're not we're not computers. We can't process that fast. So I don't know, but I think using less lethal weapons are like rubber bullets. Maybe we can create a, a smaller uh, caliber. Uh, gun or a smaller caliber, caliber uh, bullet. I just think there's other things that we can do instead of just shooting a kill. I, I think I think as, as a police force answering to domestic violence, um, just petty stuff like that, I don't think I don't think no one should die leaving that situation unless that person has a gun or you know that person is like stabbing somebody. I just I don't know I, I think there's a, a better way we can we can definitely do this thing of policing regarding like uh, new equipment and stuff so like rubber bullets uh, for example uh, the only rubber bullets that I'm familiar with are like the large ones that are like the size of like a baseball or and they they come out of like a noob tube I think it's referred to as like a mic mic it's like the slang for the gun but it's like a, yeah. it looks like a grenade launcher it's not a grenade launcher it shoots like 
uh, canisters like tear gas and like these large rubber. These yeah, large it's like the things they use at the basketball games when they shoot into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, like a t-shirt. It looks like a t-shirt gun. Um, those, uh, I would assume, those are just as expensive, if not more, than certain firearms. That and I don't see defunding the police would would help assist with them getting more of that non-lethal equipment. And then regarding non-lethal terminology, I, I find it it's too generic because anything can be lethal. Like in my opinion, like if I pushed you and you fell down and you hit your head on the concrete, you died, I give you a lethal push. Typically p- pushes are not lethal, but it can turn into a lethal push just because of that chain reaction. So um, saying rubber bullets are like non-lethal stuff, preferably over normal bullets. If the rubber bullet hits your head, most likely you're dead. Like you're not going to survive that. It's a large rubber bullet with a lot of force. People getting hit in the head with rubber bullets last summer, and, and they were fine. I mean, they were maimed. Like one dude lost his eye, but I think at the end of the day, a person would rather lose their their eye than lose their life. I mean, I don't know. And then you know, like you said, they they're they're they're, they're supposed to the most the most mass. So if you center get a mass, rubber bullet, yeah. yeah, center mass. If you get a rubber bullet to the ribs. I think you're going down. I, I saw a lot of people getting hit with rubber bullets, and they were they were falling down. So I, I just think, I mean, well, rather okay, and and it doesn't even have to. Like I came up with this idea that, uh, and and it's, I mean, there's a lot of holes in it, but it's a, it's an idea. Like the first five rounds of every of of a cop's gun should maybe be like rubber bullets, and then 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 if you're like responding to a situation that's that's not that's not deadly you know i I think i think we can i think we can make accommodations like so that's that's interesting i saw a few years ago this one company i don't know if the product is still good or not but it basically it's an attachment that goes on top of like a normal glock pistol so it looks like a rectangle and then at the end of it looks like a ping pong ball and so that slides over like the barrel, like say this is the barrel of the gun and like the bullets come out here. The ping pong ball slides over the barrel and it technically catches the first bullet that comes out of the gun. And now the bullet is encased by this rubber ping pong ball. And so technically it's supposed to be non-lethal. So the first shot, uh, the first shot is a rubber ping pong ball. And then after that is normal ammunition at that point. Um, I saw something like that, like a few years ago. I don't know if it works or not. And it's like a demonstration video and there's a company trying to make them for police. And so technically it's just an additional piece of rectangle metal with a rubber ping pong ball. And you can put that on your belt and then you have your gun, you get your attachment and you just slide it over, you let go. And now it's secured um, for whatever reason. And then the first shot is always a rubber ping pong ball. Uh, But I assume you will need to spend more money into that technology to make sure that it works, make sure that that piece doesn't jam the gun, because now the gun's useless if, for whatever reason, like the shell casing jams exiting the firearm onto like the metal rubber thing holding onto the gun, then the gun's now useless, and the officer in any situation where he needs more than one shot, now his gun's useless after the first shot. So, uh, but that requires trial and error time and money, but you wouldn't be able to get this additional equipment without spending more. Uh, so Trey, that, uh, that's, what I, that's, what, I, that's yeah. what I wanted to uh, touch on. You had you mentioned that, um, of course, you know, getting this more uh, non-lethal equipment means spending more money, which is true. However, I, I, I say that if they're spending money on all of the, the lethal uh, equipment, uh, like you said, reallocate that money to the non-lethal equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and it, when it comes down, because the price is probably around the same. So that means that 
it won't necessarily be spending more money, but more or less of putting the money in a in a uh, a better place. Better use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, because I mentioned earlier, I don't see police forces ever staying the same size from year to year. I can only see them only growing. So there's no way to have the same budget every year because now you're forced. You probably hired 20, 50 more officers. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that they, they would have huh. the same budget. I'm just saying huh. if, if they're going to use money to put towards the all the, weapons, the, the mil military uh, weapons, put it yeah. towards you know what I'm saying. Put it non, towards the, the non-lethal weapons, non uh, so like or, or at least maybe half and half something. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah something because yeah. what we got right now is clearly not working it, it's yes. i mean it's it's horrible mm -hmm. i mean and and the stories are just coming out like the other day there was a story about a uh this guy who was a police officer for a number of years and he was raping black men that's he mm -hmm. was putting men at gunpoint raping them and then he had the justice system cover up for what he was doing I do mean, you know the city was that chicago do you know, do you happen to know at all? I know um, I do support the police, but I've heard that in Chicago, there's like a lot of corruption because it is one of the worst cities for crime, unfortunately. And so there's like black zones is what they refer to it. So police take criminals to these black zones. So there's no cameras, there's no accountability. And then they beat yes. them up or torture them and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah I believe that. Exactly that. True. I can believe that because Chicago is just so riddled with crime and I can understand like the need for revenge, even though I'm not going to do revenge or whatever. But like if an officer is like, oh, you killed my other officer. I don't care. I'm hurting somebody. It's always a possibility. There's no way to stop that, unfortunately. But it shouldn't happen. I don't condone, I condone police that take revenge and go off the book and do something because that's a crime. That's it's not yeah. being a police officer. That's you're now a criminal. You're no longer. Yeah, you're officer. a vigilante. Yeah. You're a vigilante. Yeah, that's yeah. You're not a good vigilante. I, it's hard to be a good vigilante. I think it's impossible. In shows and movies, it's easy to do it, but like in reality, there's no way uh, you would be arrested. There's <laughs> you can't you can't just um, like we talked about earlier. You can't just start policing by yourself or like your own community because it's yeah. it looks frowned upon. It, there's no way to do it right. And so you have to have a police force, but if that police force is corrupted, um, which is always a possibility because in human nature, we can be corrupt, we can lie and steal. Um, uh, there's like a saying, absolute power corrupts or something like that. It's like power yeah. corrupts absolutely. absolutely. I forget the yeah. words. So yeah, it's, always, it's always a possibility. So um, uh, any situations where like police are... Uh, convicted of wrongdoing like in your situation they were raping um they were raping black guys i can i i can believe that can happen and if there's i would like it to be um that officer to be taken to court and then he gets penalized whatever by a jury um just like any other criminal would and he would of course probably get more charges than a normal citizen because it's an abuse of power and all that stuff but uh you don't know until enough evidence i suppose comes to light so but that's that's corruption like it can happen anywhere like that's why it's you're abusing your power to hide that stuff yeah do you think i mean how do you feel about more vetting for for police um so that would be like background checks um tests training stuff like that um i i do support that but that ultimately that ultimately means more spending to vent properly. So proper checks, proper tests. There's, um, uh, yeah, so I, I am in favor of that. I think officers, 
um, should be physically fit. And that does require more time and training for them. Like you can't really have overweight officers. It's like the stereotype officers are fat and lazy. They, yeah, they eat drink donuts. donuts and eat donuts. Yeah, um, it's a very funny stereotype, but you can't have that in your police force. You can't have yeah. every officer look like that because um, in situations where they are outmatched physically and they're, they're probably more likely going to pull out a gun. Exactly. More likely exactly. than not. So um, it, that means a more budget towards fitness and, and training. But that being said, I wouldn't want officers posting on Instagram all day that they look like models and stuff like that because they all look like models now. They all look like firefighters. And so <laughs> you can't have that either. That's the negative. But I would prefer, um, I suppose, a bunch of TikToking officers and Instagram models and, and stuff like that over the stereotype of being fat and lazy and then the police shootings go up and stuff like that because they are just not trained properly but that means not defunding them um optimizing yeah. their budget i to a fitness i guess so adding a new fitness category for the budget but you would have to you have to spend more so ultimately it's spending more money to train your officers and i assume they already spend money for training they just don't have enough anywhere and they don't have the officers which makes them outsource so it's just an I endless think- circle yeah, I think some of the training, and I think some of that training, and I, and I, because I looked it up, but I, I may not be right on, but some of that training is like optional, like, and they don't have to do it. And like, mm. so you have cops not doing the training, and so they're getting worse. And then so that they're, they're doing worse in the field. Um, but I think, you know, like I said before, I think we're getting way, I think people get too caught up on the name of defund the police. I think people should view defund the police as something catchy and something, oh, what, what are you saying? What, let me hear what you're saying. Because I just, you know, people hear it and then they turn, they either shut off or they already know, they already suspect what your argument is. They inform their opinion before. Well, I mean, I mean, but they're justified in, in, in doing that because of the fact that defund the police doesn't have another meaning technically other than take money away from the police and that's where the confusion comes in because that's not what we actually mean when we say defund the police however it's like we say you know kill all cops and but we have another meaning behind it but to the cops we they're taking it okay it's pretty literal literally exactly so defund the police is very it's very uh it's is you know it it is what it is. It, and so that's how people say, okay, you want to take money away from the cops because that's, like I said, that's the meaning mm-hmm. that, it, that it has. Mm-hmm. So I think that to make people understand what what, what we mean or the people who mean the same thing as us is to uh, maybe not use that same term, you know? Well, I, I don't Because think- you, can, you can easily say, you can easily say um, uh, reform. Mm-hmm. Well, look, and, and and that's true. That's very true. But at the end of the day, I mean, we could we could come up with whatever name we want if if we're not if people are if our politicians in office aren't aren't working towards those goals, then what we could call it whatever. It, it doesn't necessarily matter. So I, you know, I don't get I don't get caught up on names. I get caught on what people do, actions, you know, stuff of that matter, stuff that because your your mouth can. People's mouths can say anything and everything, but it's sure. about at the end of the day what you're doing, what your and what your action is. And I think when we have conversations like this, I think things like this, 
me making videos, me talking to Trey, me talking to other people like Trey. I think this stuff will help with the narrative of defund the police <laughs> or, or it'll help uh, expand. And maybe somebody else will be like, you know, I, I'm just one person on the internet and, and, you know, there's, there's thousands of people. And so, you know, there needs to be some kind of community effort behind this and people, you know, if, if, and then honestly, I don't want to say it's, it's not up to the black community, but the black community is mostly affected. Like this issue, like overly affects us. So, I mean, I think they have a hand in, in saying like what the name should kind of be. And I hear a lot of black people say defund the police and, and they mean exactly what I mean. So I think just with having these conversations will destroy that narrative of defund the police means to abolish the police or it, it means should. to get this doing things like this will ultimately help the messaging. We hope. <laughs> I hope, right? You know, like like some people just so you know liberal so it's oh well, that's not what it means. Well, you know, when when the when the statement the uh, the term defund the police when it first became popular, it actually meant take money away from the police. That's what they meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what you know, what we once we realized that that's not what actually needs to happen. Um, it, it we grew have, and we expanded. Have, uh, yeah, we it have means, a different meaning. It means different things to each person. Like, yeah. um, I've heard a saying, I don't know, I think it was like a preacher said it one time. Um, he's like, everyone, I have a thousand people that go to my church. Uh, each one of these person has a different opinion on what God is. It's like a, a thousand different gods to each of these people because no one has a unified, we don't have unified minds. Like we don't all think alike. Yeah. So like when I hear the defund the police, I just see ultimately it means to um, abolish the police. Ultimately you're taking away their budget. It's ultimately going to abolish the police uh, to other people. It just means defunding them slowly, taking away some money and optimizing their budget and stuff like that. And I can see that too. Like you're trying to optimize their budget. So you're trying to reduce spending. That's, that's what it means uh, as well. So it could be different people interpret it different ways. And it's the same for like the saying um, for like Black Lives Matter. Some people interpret that immediately as only Black Lives Matter yeah. and nobody else. And then other people say Black Lives Matter actually means for everybody. Every, all lives matter. But yeah. you're not saying all lives matter. You're saying Black Lives Matter because it's it's focusing on Black lives in particular. So that's why yeah. you're you're saying it. But it can be a different meaning for everybody. It, it means yeah. something different for, for everybody. So it's impossible. I think it's almost it's really impossible because you find something that sounds good. Like black life matters. does sound good. It gets my attention. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I agree. Uh, who, who wouldn't agree. Right. But then they want to argue about um, this, this meaning to this person, this meaning to this person, but we all think, th uh, think differently. So yeah. it's ultimately going to go nowhere uh, regarding like regarding that debate. So it's, it's like, yeah, it's impossible. I think, I think, well, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible, and I know I keep on bringing up the Medicare for All thing, but like Medicare for All can mean like one or two things. It could mean like a public option, or it could mean public like uh, dismantling insurance companies. There's even some policies for Medicare for All that that you still have insurance companies. So I think you know it's it, it, it you're like you're saying Trey it, it's broad and we don't all no one all thinks along the same lines but with with having these conversations it starts to build up the narrative so so now when when so now Trey when you go out there and when somebody say defund the police 
you 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 can go up to that person. Well, do you mean A, B, and C, or do you just mean A? And then they'll be like, well, no, I mean A, B, and C. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think, yeah, da, 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 da. I, I think having these conversations is what's going to ultimately change the entire narrative with, with, with policy. And, and that's what we have to, we have to have these hard conversations. We have to, you know, talk about this stuff because I think that's part of the problem that, that we have now. No one's been talking about it. No one's been trying to work to try and fix it. And so, you know, we have the broken system we have now. Yeah. I'd like to address like, I took some notes here while you guys, uh, while we were talking. Uh, so there's like some other things you've mentioned in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. It was like black people are three times more likely to be killed by the police. Uh, without context, of course, that sounds bad, right? Like there's no context. Oh yeah, police are three times more likely to to kill um, black people, unfortunately, compared to other races. But like adding context, it's like, where was, like, what is all of those situations where they justified shootings? Like what's the percentage for, for that statistic subtracting the justified shooting ones? So if, even though 100% of shootings are not justified, um, I would assume a large percent is. So, well, well, wait, hold on. Like, but in justified, what, uh, what do we mean justified? Like, yeah, exactly. What corrupt, do we mean? Does the corrupt system mm-hmm. manage it justified? I mean, mm-hmm. so because there is a bias um, for for there too. So it's it's almost impossible, like to to kind of put stuff like down for numbers and other things like that, because you. If it's a corrupt system, then the numbers are corrupt, so it doesn't matter. So like these statistics don't matter. Um, but regarding like other statistics, I don't even, I don't have them on me. Um, but I've heard that it's uh, white, or I'm sorry, uh, all officers in general are more likely to be killed by like black people than any other race. I think it's black males specifically. So like all the times officers have died in the line of duty like they they count them up or whatever and so it's like the statistics showed that the majority or if not majority uh majority compared to all the races black men killed the most out of every, all the situations and then it was like um a percentage that's bigger than that for um i can't remember the exact things but it's like also black on black crime a black guy is more likely to be killed by another black person so not a black police officer but like a black person in general that's I, but that's, I mean, but so. crime is synonymous with who you live around. So mm. I'm pretty sure a white person, if you look at white crime, it's mm. more likely for a white person to to commit violence against a white person. I think an Asian person is more likely to, I mean, that's, that's with that statistic, uh, that it's all synonymous with who you live around and, and, and who's in that community. But I mean, that's true. Yeah. It, it, most likely crime is happening. Who's around you, I suppose, like is one way to, to see it. Or if you just get randomly mugged in the street, that's a random person, but most likely they are, they live in your city. So it's like, technically it is part of like around you. Um, but I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I wish I did. I, I feel like, but, but then I mentioned earlier, the numbers don't matter because it's like, what's the situation for those numbers? And the yeah. situation is like, who's around you. So it doesn't even matter. Like, it, man, it's not like impossible it's impossible to talk about it, bro it, it's a it's a hard corrupt system it's, and and that's why i'm trying to fix it i'm trying to get as many young people along the way to just help me fix it i, I mean because like you said bro it, it's well it's like the information that we're pulling is prop is possibly corrupted so the numbers that we have is possibly mm-hmm. corrupted so it's yeah. just everything everything is just 
you're, you're pulling you're pulling straws and you don't even know what you're pulling at. Yeah. So I, I do agree and accept that it is a possibility. All the statistics about people being arrested, people killed by police, it could be all corrupted. I accept that possibility. I don't think it's likely. I I accept the values, whatever the percentage is, I accept it as truth until somebody shows me with evidence yeah, where there's evidence. a huge case against like the, a whole, the FBI, because I think the FBI is the ones who takes all the numbers down. Um, so I accept the numbers as they are now. It, it's possible they could be corrupted, but like the, man, I forgot what I was going with this. Uh, I think, <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think, there's like another statistic I heard about that I don't know the numbers. I'm trying to remember. It was, um, I don't know. Never mind. Sorry about that. Never mind. No, nah, it's all good, man. Um, D, you, you got anything else, man? Um, not really. I think I've I've said my piece. Oh. My, my main concern was to, to you know using using the term defund the police. We like you said, GN, a lot of people need to hear these kind of conversations and, and they need to be um, educated on what 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 the term actually means. Um, versus what the term looked like, you know, the, the uh, literal meaning of the of the term. Yeah. But what the, what the statement is actually saying is what I'm getting at. Um, and once you know people hear us talking about it, or hear other people talking about it, maybe saying the same things, then people as well as the cops too will get a more understanding, a better understanding of what it means, and maybe we can have more unity uh, when it. Uh, when it comes down to that, people, people like you were saying, are true that you know everybody's mind is not the same. No one thinks, you know, people don't think the same. People don't have, people don't have the same understanding about certain things or certain terms. Um, but if 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 more people would get get uh, ear of what it actually means, then maybe you know they'll get an understanding, and uh, and maybe people will pull together and. That would be a start. A start on getting the whole situation, the whole problem fixed. Yeah, uh, I actually just remember what I was referring to earlier about like statistics and stuff. So I heard, um, or I've seen, black people commit more crime on average or whatever than like other races, right? And so that means the police will enforce and police black communities more because there is more crime happening there because the police are there more often policing them there's more arrests which adds more to the statistics that black people are committing more crimes and it's because like the numbers get inflated because the police are there to exactly but the community could potentially want the police there because there's so much crime and so that can affect the numbers statistically so uh, i can see where it's like um Black people are three times more likely to be killed by police because there is more engagements with black people and police, which inflates the numbers. Uh, like, like say for this month, um, 100 black people had an encounter with police compared to only two white people. And of course, no matter what situation, mo most likely the police are going to have a negative experience with the black people because there's like 100 more engagements with them than there yeah. was with only the two white people. So then you have to look at statistics in that way. Like what's the, I don't know the words for it too, but th there could be adding more context to those statistics can kind of change what they mean um, uh, ultimately. So it, yeah. could, it could sway your opinion. So that's what I was going for uh, with that. Sorry about that. That's all good. I think that... Um... We also have to look at police in a way, but just because a person is a cop doesn't mean that they're not a criminal. What I mean by that is they're human like everybody else. So 
a cop doesn't make you a good person. Being a cop doesn't make you a good person. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just like being a someone that's proclaiming to be a Christian. They can go out and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. They can go out and rob somebody. A cop could do the same thing. Uh, so we don't know if the statistics are true or not. And I, I feel like some of the stati- statistics aren't true uh, simply because of it seems like it's all mostly aimed towards the Black community. And, and, and that's exactly what Trey was saying. He was saying that, you know, because they're so, because there's, because they're probably more in the Black community, you know, you have more engagements and it, it just kind of inflates the numbers. And, and you, you know, and tell I, us there's more engagements, but I mean, uh, like, if, like you said, it's, it's all uh, synonymous. If mm-hmm. if it's if it's an all all white community or all Hispanic community, well then it's going to be the same thing. So uh, I, I feel like, um, the, like I said, the focus is more on bringing out these certain uh, numbers in in the black community, and and that's just being pointed out, and you don't see that too much being pointed out in no other community. Uh, but it's still happening in every community, and that's 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 what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to to talk about it because then you you're you're kind of afraid of sounding racist. You're like, oh yeah, the statistics show that black people commit more crime, or um, the black people have more engagements with police, and so you kind of have that of uh, negative aspect where like you sound like you sound racist. That's exactly how it sounds. So is uh, yeah. so, and it's like, are you pointing it out or are you like celebrating? Like, oh yeah, it's good. Black people are getting more engagement with the police. So it's it's very weird to talk about it because you don't want to. So one person can perceive me talking about it or us talking about the statistics about you know black crime and all that stuff, and they could perceive it as just all of us are being racist, even discussing it or or not because we all think differently. Um, yeah. I like if you look at like the bigger picture the united states i just googled it like real quick it says like in 2019 um the united states had like over 300 million population in 2019 so it's like how many of that population every day has an engagement with the police police and and then like you break it down like 300 million people in the country every day someone is talking to an officer and engaging with them and either because they were innocent or they just committed a crime or someone called the police on them for whatever reason jaywalking or like those viral videos of like white women calling the police on black men for doing nothing or standing around or walking or just being racially profiled i mean i know i've been racially profiled my whole entire life I, i wasn't even doing anything and I've just been racially profiled, just stopped by the cops for no reason. And I mean, I mean, but that's that's a that's something that happens with a lot of black and brown people. It's just we're just more likely to just get, you know, just just suspected of stuff. What are you doing? I'm not and doing nothing. Matter I'm, what I'm, community I'm, you're in. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I live in I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. I was walking in my in my neighborhood one night and the cops stopped me and asked me 21 questions. I'm like, I'm going to my friend's house. They're like, who's your friend? What street they live on? How long have you lived here? I'm like, why are you asking me all this stuff? Like, bro, this is this is my neighborhood. Like, there's nothing on me. I'm not committing no crime. I'm going to a friend's house. But like to add for the police officer side, maybe he got a call from dispatch that there unfortunately was an African-American in that area that did something. And so he's trying to find that person and, and ask questions and stuff because they have to. They have to talk and ask, like, why it does sound weird, but like officers like, what are you doing here, dude? But why are you in this neighborhood? It does sound weird because it's like, I live here. Of course, I'm here. I'm walking to a friend's house. But you don't know what information the officer has to come up to you, like to ask you. He might be trying to find something or someone, 
but he oh. could be corrupt too, and he's trying well, to make yeah, an excuse well, to arrest somebody. Yeah. So let me give a little context to this. He lied and said there was a curfew, and I I follow stuff, and I was like, "There's no curfew." And then he was like, "Uh, uh." And then I I I recognized the cop. The cop he actually went to my barber shop, and so I was like, "Hey, bro, I know you." Oh, he's a local. He's a local person, which is well, good. Well, I mean, like my, kinda... my barber shop is in Cyprus, so it's mm-hmm. I mean, kind of sort of kind of okay, yeah, okay. It's kinda well, because you don't know, he could be coming from Georgia, and now he's over here, and now he's going to that barber. Yeah, okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Go so ahead. yeah, no, it, it's just. I don't know. I just think cops need to just change. And you know what? Cops need to be more present in the neighborhood. I, I'm I'm not against policing. I, I grew up. I grew up. Uh, my mom worked in, in in the justice system, so I grew up around a lot of cops. I also grew up learning some cops are bad. Like, hey, don't talk to that cop. That cop's an a hole. Don't talk to that cop. That cop beats his wife. You know, like there's certain things. You know, like like David was saying, all cops are people. But you know. People need to reconnect, reconnect with cops. Cops need to reconnect with the community. Cops need to know who they're policing, who who they're talking to in the community. I, I think, I I think when people understand that we need police, because without police, w- what is there? There's like anarchy and lawlessness. Anarchy, yeah, and lawlessness, and, yeah. So you know, we need the police, but we just need the police to do better. I think that needs to be, and I, I always say that, I try to say that as mad as I be on my show, I always try and say, you know, we I want the police to do better because ultimately you can't just keep killing people because that's not going to work out. I, I don't, I don't, and I see people getting more anxious. Um, I think it was last year in 2020. It was like a couple of weeks after George Floyd. Some people shot at cops in California. And I'm like, I don't want that, but I only see more of that happening if we don't address these issues, if we don't address the issue at the core. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's like if an officer does pull you over or talk to you, um, the sound advice is to just comply and like answer truthfully yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. um, legally, you don't have to, right? You can get a lawyer. Like a lot of people do that. But like, I'm not talking to you. Are you arresting me? But if you're not arresting me, I'm leaving. But then that can be seen as resisting arrest if he does change his mind and try to see. So there's no like, oh, here's a cheat code to talk to an officer. This is what you need to say. Uh, or you need to comply 100%. Because if the officer is like, I want you to kill somebody, well, then obviously you don't want to comply to the officer if he's yeah. trying to, to tell you to come. So there's no, um, I, to be safe in general, it's like you you technically comply and yeah. within reason, I suppose. Yeah, but, but yeah. Everyone's reason is different and stuff. So it's difficult to... To, to do that but I've seen people like in my high school and like just strangers and stuff like that where uh, they're always like fuck the police uh, I hate cops I'm never going to comply I'm going to run away from the officer if he tries to talk to me and then that causes an incident and the police life feels like his life's in danger and then that causes a shooting because you're resisting arrest and you're not complying you're not listening and then that inflates the statistic that officers are killing a certain group of people because uh, for whatever reason they just weren't complying even though that sounds terrible right like you can't make anyone comply and do anything uh legally but adding the context where the officer is just trying to talk to you or trying to figure out a situation um or if you are the if you did commit a crime and so obviously you're not complying because you committed a crime and you're trying to not get arrested then it it it's unfortunate but if you comply and listen god that sounds so weird to say it like that without context but like if yeah. you comply within reason and you cooperate within reason 
most likely you're going to survive the police engagement. Like you're going to survive that day. The police aren't going to shoot you, but you could get a bad officer and who's trigger happy because they have no training. Um, like certain situations, like where um, that one white officer, a female, she let go of like the, the black guy and he got back in his car and then she thought she had a taser, but she shot him with a gun. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. you could get super unlucky and because he wasn't complying she thought she had a taser and she didn't. She shot him. Um, that's, I think that got labeled as justified, even though that's weird, dude. I, I, think, even, I, I, I think that was so much so, BS. That How is, do you, like a gun is way heavier than a taser. I don't uh-huh. understand. And it's on she... a different part of your belt too. Like yeah. I would assume you would have the taser on your left hand. Your dominant hand would have the gun or something like that, right? Exactly. So, it has a, uh, a totally different feel. It's not even shaped yeah. the same. So, but it's like, if technically if that guy maybe complied, maybe that situation wouldn't have happened, but who's to say that she would ultimately do the same thing again. Like uh, one of the officer has the black guy handcuffed and then she, she thinks that he's resisting the handcuffing. So then she pulls out her gun, says taser, taser, and the situation happens regardless. So I feel though, if, if you comply within reason, most likely you will survive a, a police encounter um, unless you just get super unlucky and the officer's corrupt and then you're, and then you're kind of fucked. Yeah, you're you're fucked at that point. But I don't. I feel like because there is so many people, and I feel like it's a very, very, very tiny percent chance like that will happen. But I don't deny that it could happen, and it's always a possibility. So that's why it's like, okay, just comply, listen to the officer. Um, don't don't do anything crazy. Don't put your hands like in your yeah, pockets. Keep your hands at ten. Your hands. Don't make any yeah, sudden movements. Like, keep your Bro, hands crossed. I'm, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> to you. Most most black people, it's called the talk. And black people get get this talk, especially like around a young age, especially like, you know, uh, between like the ages of like five and 13. I got to talk way early and it's, you know, it, it's it they like my mom taught me how to deal with co- cops, how to interact with cops. You know, don't make any sudden, sudden movements. I always keep my hands visible, um, you know, but that that's that's certain things that, you know, uh people in other communities, they don't have to have that talk with, with their kids. And I think that that's a failure of, of America that, oh, throughout the black community, parents have to have a conversation with their children on how to interact with the cops so they don't wind up dead. And just to make it home, like that that's that's literally the message at the end of the day, make it home. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean make it home like that day just like come home alive like even if you got to get arrested get arrested like we'll, we'll get a lawyer um and it's just you know for for another community and it's not like that i just i just i really see that as a failure on our I, I feel like every everybody should tell their kids to come that that talk that you mentioned like you with an officer you keep your hands um you don't do jerky movements and stuff like that you comply within reason kind of boiling it down to simple terms. I think every race, everybody should have that conversation like with their children. And then um, in turn, that could that could potentially help every situation, but you don't, again, you don't know the situation. You could get unlucky, like with a bad cop. But still, I think everybody, I don't think that should be exclusive to black people. I don't think black people should only have that talk with their own kids. Um, but then there's like, so like uh, the statistics that for black families, um, it, you're more likely to not have a father if you're if you're black so it's like the the dad's not around to have that conversation too and you have to have it with your mom or grandma or whoever um and then there's like a statistic where if 
if you're a single parent household, that child is more likely to be a criminal or be arrested and yeah, stuff that, like that. That's like the dumbest so, statistic in the world, bro. Um, uh, that's like that's. I mean, I'm 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 part of that statistic, and I like and and yes, my my evidence is anecdotal, but I think those those statistics are like way old and way out of dated. Uh, I know. I mean, and and like I'm saying, like everything I say is anecdotal, but. I know a lot of people who have broken that narrative, like totally, completely destroyed that narrative that, oh, just because you come from a single black parent home, you're more likely to commit crime. And uh, I, 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 don't, it, I don't It depends how you like view the statistic or whatever. So I, but I, we talked about earlier, statistics could be BS at the end of the day, it could be all yeah. corruption too. So it's like, who do you believe um, and who do you choose to believe and stuff like that? But uh I, I really think if, because you can't just say comply 100% because then you get abused and stuff like that, but comply yeah. with a reason. I feel like that could be a big turning point, but there could be some situations where the person is like mentally challenged or like they have like a mental breakdown and the officer, I think there's nothing you can do at that point. The situation is already past whatever in the yeah. context or whatever, like the mentally deranged person has a gun somehow. Um, do you limit do you have like more gun control and stuff but gun control isn't necessarily good because what about everyone else who has a sound mind and needs the gun for protection especially if you're defunding the police and the police aren't going to be around your neighborhood anymore you kind of need a gun at that point to defend yourself and police <laughs> around yourself so it's an endless cycle i feel like there's not really um anything you could do because i wouldn't i wouldn't want the police to have total control over me even though I support the police, I wouldn't give them total control where like they made a law where no one can have guns except the police. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. That would go against our constitution um, yeah. and stuff like that. But then you, you bring in the constitution for questioning, like, okay, does the constitution say what's the age for someone to own a gun? Like, cause I have kids and my son's like three, he's almost four. Uh, I think in the constitution, there's no age for owning a gun. gun so it's like yeah. technically my son could have a gun if he wanted one, yeah. <laughs> even though he's only four. So I would be infringing his constitutional right of owning a firearm if I didn't give him a firearm. Uh, so it's-, it's That's crazy I'm to not, even think about it like that. And some parents do give their kids guns. Like I've seen like so, some YouTubers who are pro-police and stuff like that, they post social media posts. Like, oh, I got my uh, my 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 cunt i got my kid a gun an ar-15 and he turned eight today or something like that and it's like i think technically you can do that like depending on your city i think certain cities and states or whatever but according to the constitution i don't think there's an age limit for no my no or, or any kind of gun so you can own a, a you know a weapon of mass destruction you know well it's like because I mean, you know my opinion about lethal and non-lethal. Yeah, it's like anything yeah, can yeah. be lethal. So it's like anything can be a weapon of mass destruction, right? Like a knife, if I stabbed a million people with this knife, this this knife is a weapon of mass destruction. I killed a million people. So, but these terms need to exist. Like we need to have terms label things, but then it's like, oh, well, I technically view this knife as a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. And so that's why George W. Bush took us to uh, whatever Afghanistan because of this knife. It's a weapon of mass destruction that they found. So, but then, oh my God, I'm, I'm rambling, really. I, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, man, nah, you're good. You're good conversation. Now, I wouldn't really see a knife as master's. Uh, a uh, weapon of mass destruction because like, it's not uh, a weapon uh, of mass destruction kills more than just people. It kills the 
the uh, the surrounding environment, environment everything. Yeah. You can that's, use a knife what... to cut trees down. You could use the knife to kill animals. Well, good good luck like, with cutting a tree down with a knife. Right. You know, that's me. That's me being a smartass, right? Like about the knife. But, uh, but when you label things, it's like, well, I mean, can you really label something? In well, these it depends words? because yeah, I think about what what a bazooka can do versus a pistol. Yeah, but like. It, bazookas aren't in the constitution right but like would technically a bazooka count as a firearm in the constitution so we technically oh, yeah, should yeah, all would... own bazookas right so it, well you know that's that's the <laughs> argument people use for you know being against the second amendment they're like oh well i who's to stop me from having a bazooka you know yeah it's yeah. like this society is so um there you're not allowed oh okay i don't i know okay this is what i know about firearms i know whatever year i think in the 80s in the U.S., they stopped manufacturing all auto, fully automatic weapons. Like there hasn't been, I think, since the '80s for civilian use. Technically, that's yeah. being produced for the military, right? So, any automatic weapon found in society now, like either gangbangers, criminals have them. They were all made prior to that law, and so we haven't destroyed them. They're still in circulation and yeah. like, in criminal organizations and stuff like that, or like whatever. Okay, so yeah, I, I know a couple of gun owners so, that got fully um, auto stuff from the 80s and and, and those guns go for like five thousand dollars yeah because they're very very rare very they're expensive. rare yeah they don't make them i think to legally own them you have to go through like a huge course to own a fully automatic weapon i think it's completely different than like um a normal semi-automatic uh weapon. i think i think there's tears i think there's <clears throat> tears and i i i don't know if that's tier three or or tier yeah, one like I feel like it's it it is regulated like heavily for that just for a fully automatic weapon and they're so you know whatever um for those but then i heard a random thing about fully automatic legal owners there's never been a crime committed with by somebody who owns that fully automatic weapon because it's such a strict testing for or whatever so you're of sound mind you pass like all the background checks whatever so it's like technically they're the safest firearm owners are these people that go through these strenuous things just to get this fully automatic weapon, which can be seen as a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, and so it's like, who wants to get these weapons of mass destruction? Criminals typically want to get them, right? But like, who gets them legally? Um, would you think they're crazy to go through all these restrictions just to get this one little, um, well, little, but uh, a fully automatic weapon? Um, if you look you look crazy, I suppose, to, to a lot of people. You go through all these hoops just to get it, and you get labeled as a criminal, even though it's technically all those people that went through that trial and fire to get it. They're the safest citizens or the best citizens because they don't commit crimes with the. <laughs> but um, it's uh, who's who's to say we can't do that same thing with a bazooka or yeah. a, like a rocket launch? Even though I I don't think we should. I I'm in favor of not allowing citizens to have uh, bazookas but if we were at war with china let's say china today declares war with us well then now i flipped the switch i think everybody should own a bazooka i think everybody should should have all these weapons i don't care if your mental state at this point we need to have them because we're at war with china now um, or another country and it's a possibility of us being raided and then like in that sense it's like wouldn't you want your police to be prepared and have tanks and bazookas already because we're at war with another country and so then that allows them to get more funding for those military weapons um and, and stuff like that 
because yeah, they, they already have the military weapons, and they some they do already have the tanks and stuff. Some some do have tanks. Um, some have armored humvees. I've seen but, posts but, on Twitter. They get donated. Sometimes somebody gives them that. So, so just whatever. to back backtrack a bit, because they already have it, that's that's part of the uh, that's an element in the in the initial uh, conversation is that because they already have this stuff, they don't they don't need to focus on getting more of it because mm-hmm. we're not in we're not at war with no one. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think Trey was talking about a scenario, bro. The, yeah, I know, someone... I know he was, but he just took my mind yeah. back to yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm trying to keep it all together. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, no, I you're good, man. Oh, you're but good, at the point, good. at the point, someone is getting on a homeland. Uh, yeah, everybody needs to pick up a gun. Uh, and that's the constitution was made back then when that was a scenario where england was invading us and stuff like that so a military grade weapon okay we're gonna use this terminology i I don't like it. a military grade weapon was a musket that took like a minute to reload and fire that was that was like the only firearm available if you had it technically the army had that or whatever that's yeah you had the same firepower as the army yeah yeah but uh, today you don't have the same firepower as the army because we limited making fully automatic weapons and stuff like that so um it's it's a weird conversation um in, in that sense because there's so much context and, and things like that uh about it but um yeah i i think everyone should have a firearm um within reason uh, if yeah, you pass like reason. a background check if you're yeah, sound mind yeah. um, but yeah. who's to say that like i buy a firearm today i get cancer tomorrow i get a brain tumor in my brain and my brain tumor tells me i should kill people with my new firearm like there's no way to stop that the, yeah. it's it's yeah. a possibility it's very small chance but apparently some shootings like i think that happened in, in austin texas but like the uh there was a college in, in austin texas like a few years like a long time ago um a guy had like a, a rifle and he was shooting people from like the watchtower oh, or not yeah. a watchtower the clock tower yeah, and that was tower. his that's what it ultimately became because he did have a tumor like that the, that is the exact same situation he had a tumor and he was he said that he had voices in his head telling yeah him he had voices in head i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about so like that's there's no way to prevent voices from going to that guy's head like and then who knows if he's lying like you don't you can't really prove it unless you brain scan him and you find a tumor and most likely he's telling the truth but you, maybe he's not maybe he did it with a reason you don't know and so that's why they go to the to court and stuff like that um uh, yeah so who knows when it boils down to you you just you even though we like to, we we just can't cover every little aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't situation. cover every aspect. You know, mm-hmm. if if I could just get, if I could get the corrupt racist cops out uh, from stop being cops, like from even entering, if I can stop the crazy people that I know who are crazy from getting guns, mm-hmm. you know, that's stuff like that is fine. You know, I don't, yeah. I'm not for. I think people sometimes they come on, they come on the channel. And they see me talk and they're like, oh, this guy wants to eat. I'm very pro Second Amendment. So I don't think anybody would ever say, oh, he's not pro Second Amendment because I'm very pro Second Amendment. I just don't think, you know, crazy people should get guns or, you know, people who have like extensive, extensive background checks uh, or not not background checks. But like if you have like a a long crime history, no, I don't think maybe. But I think maybe if you do have one crime history, like one crime incident and it's not. Uh, you yeah, know, like, like, anything, like what's the context of the crime? Yeah, like it's what's the context like of the crime? And I think there should be, I think you know, there should be classes that you should mm-hmm. be able to do rehabilitation. I'm all about rehabilitating. So if there should be, you know, a track for you to, you know, but that's way yeah. off the topic. Way like if you serve your time in prison and you go through it and you serve the years or month, whatever your sentence was, technically 
you have gotten rid of that. You served your time. You shouldn't be yeah. viewed as a criminal. You did your time. You're no yeah. longer a criminal. Like you did it legally, um, I suppose, in prison or whatever. Um, but no one's going to hire you because you have a criminal record because they think you're a criminal still. And then um, like, yeah, and then that only leads you more to a life of crime because no one's going to hire you. So no one's going to hire you. You can still eat. So, yeah. And a thing about that, it's like there's a bias for that. Like there's people confirmed that some judges were paid off by by private owned prisons or whatever yeah. to convict people to go to prison um and so you don't know about it that is corruption i don't support that but like you wouldn't know about it until how many years has to go by for that corruption yeah before someone blows like the whistle on it like they blow the top they confess like oh yeah i did partake in that here's my story and then you have to believe them or not believe them all that crap um and uh that had to do oh, fuck i that that made me think of something else about oh okay so like for police officers and like their local judges there's a bias when a police officer arrests somebody um he brings him to that judge he's probably sees that judge every day he's like here's a new person i arrested last week he beat his wife or whatever of course the judge is going to believe the officer he deals with that officer every day like he's always arresting somebody every day because there is crime happening there's millions of us in the city some of our citizens are bad and they commit crimes like it's not technically it's not a fair trial because there's the bias that the officer is right. That's why he arrested him. Like, so there's no way to stop that from happening. And it's like, I would, looking with no context in the situation, I'm more likely to believe the officer because the officer is supposed to hold the law. And, but if he's corrupted, then yeah, it gives him an easy out to be corrupt and stuff like that. So, oh man. So (laughs) yeah, man, it's a, policing in our country is a, it's just a, it's it's a big cluster, you know. It's just mm-hmm. a cluster of issues, but uh, I think uh, I think you know, I think we got to see like eye to eye on, on a lot of things. I don't think we I I don't think I I don't think we disagree. I honestly don't. I think on a lot. Yeah, I don't think we disagree on a lot. Yeah, I don't think we disagree on a lot. I just you know, we just gotta just we gotta have more conversations like this. We have to explain what what defund the police and possibly change the name. I'm all for changing the name. I just know I can't make that decision on my own. That has to be like a community thing, uh, you know, America thing, you know. So yeah, everyone agrees. All 300 million of us agree. Yeah. Or, on that. <laughs> or we can get 200 million. That, that'll yeah. be fine. The majority. And then, yeah. And then that sounds like a whole new government. Now the government thinks we're, um, we're exiting the country and so now they try to kill us or whatever because of that so and they're justified in doing so because it looks like we're we're taking it we're defunding the government at that point instead of defunding the police we're defunding those oh i'm so for (laughs) defunding politicians though that is one thing that i am get dark money out of politics that is what i'm for but uh i mean that's our I, i think we're gonna call it a show uh trey is there anywhere that uh the people can find you oh yes uh i'm on twitter and instagram and youtube um but it should all be I I lazy gamer I I for all of those, or there could be variants. So it could be like I lazy gamer I, so like the letter I and then lazy gamer. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. I yeah, man, we're gonna definitely that. put your uh stuff in the uh contact. I mean, in the description so people can find you. Uh, this has been a really good conversation, man. I I thank you for coming on the show. Uh, us doing this, I think we really got to the meat and potatoes of what defund the police means. I think we had a, a a nice civil conversation. We got to explain our viewpoints, where we were both coming from. 
I think a lot of people sometimes, like I said earlier, people watch the show and they just they get a they get a these conceptions. They like, oh, I I know who you are because you said this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And when you really hear me, like, you know, when you hear me speak about it, it's like, oh wow, you you have you know that's a, that's something I can agree on. So I, I'm glad we were able to have this conversation, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was fun. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, guys, that's our show. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on any uploads. Thank y'all for watching. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye.